Welcome to Rema Faith Radio. Now, if God didn't want his servants under the old covenant, if he didn't want them sick, does he want his son sick? He couldn't. He doesn't want his son sick. If household servants, he wanted his household servants, yeah, well, he certainly wants us, his sons and daughters today, to be well as well. And notice that there's a condition. What's the condition? They were to hearken diligently to the voice of the Lord. They were to do that which is right in his sight. They were to give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes. And God said once they did that, then he was going to see to it that they stayed well. Welcome to Rema Faith Radio. Right now, here's Reverend Talks with today's message. Good day, everyone. Welcome once again to our broadcast. Where we've been looking at seven most important things about divine healing. And we're just going to continue on that series. Uh, previous episodes on this series, we said, number one, that healing is always God's will for the sick because it is in his redemptive plan. Healing is always God's will for the sick because it is in his redemptive plan. We saw that from Isaiah 53, verses 4 and 5, Matthew 8, 17, and 1 Peter 2, 24. So that was what we said in the first uh, episode in this series. Now, in the second episode, we said that healing is always God's will for the sick because sickness and disease come from the devil. Healing is always God's will for the sick because sickness and disease come from the devil. And we saw that from Acts chapter 10, verse 38, from John 10, 10, from Luke chapter 13 and verse 16, and also 1 John 3, 8. Acts 10, 38, John 10, 10, Luke 13, 16, and 1 John chapter 3 and verse 8. That healing is always God's will for the sick because sickness and disease come from the devil. And God certainly doesn't want us with anything that's of the devil. Whether it's sin or it's sickness or it's fear or it's doubt, God wants us to stand against the devil, to resist the devil. Sickness doesn't come from God. It comes from the devil. Amen. So today we want to go ahead and get into the third of those seven most important things about divine healing. Now, we're not going to finish that third um, point today, but we're going to get it started. We'll finish it in the next episode. But I'll make the third point and do some explanation on that. And we're going to continue in the next episode. And what's that? Number three. God not only provided healing under the old covenant, but he has also provided healing under the new covenant. So that's the point we're examining this episode and in the next episode. The fact that God not only provided healing under the old covenant, but he has also provided healing under the new covenant. Let's start with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for another opportunity to study the word of God. Thank you because as we examine your word on the subject of divine healing, thank you for flooding our hearts with light, with revelation, with illumination. Thank you because we take a hold of the healing that's ours in Christ Jesus. And we're also equipped to go forth and minister the same to others who are sick. Thank you because your word is the healer today. We praise you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, so like I said, the third point we're examining 
uh, is this, that God not only provided healing under the old covenant, but he has also provided healing under the new covenant. And um, to see that, let's turn in our Bibles to the book of Exodus, Exodus chapter 15, Exodus chapter 15, and in verse 26, Exodus 15, 26. Now, this was shortly after the children of Israel had come out of Egyptian captivity, passed through the Red Sea. They were on their way to their homeland, the land God had promised them, the land of Canaan. And this is what God is telling them right here. Exodus chapter 15 and verse 26. It says, And said, If thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God, and wilt do that which is right in his sight, I will give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes. I will put none of these diseases upon thee, which I have brought upon the Egyptians, for I am the Lord that healeth thee. Now let's notice that the last part of that verse says, for I am the Lord that healeth thee. It doesn't say I am the Lord that maketh thee sick. Another translation says, for I the Lord I am thy physician. Amen. He's Jehovah Rapha. He's the Lord our physician, the Lord that heals us. Now, let me point out also that the words put and brought as used here in um, this 26th verse of Exodus chapter 15, uh, in the literal Hebrew text was rendered a little differently. Now, the very able Hebrew scholar, Dr. Robert Young, who's the author of Young's Analytical Concordance, said something that's noteworthy that these verbs weren't translated in the causative sense in the literal Hebrew text, which is the language the Old Testament was originally written in, but that rather these verbs were in the permissive sense. In other words, Exodus 15.26 in the literal Hebrew text reads and said, If thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God, and will do that which is right in his sight. I will give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes. I will permit none of these diseases upon thee, which I have permitted upon the Egyptians, for I am the Lord that healeth thee. Now, God didn't make anybody sick, hasn't made anybody sick, doesn't make people sick. Sickness comes from the devil. But you see, as long as Israel, as long as they were obeying God's word and stayed under the protective cover of his word, uh, sickness wasn't able to get at them. But when they strayed from that protective cover, they were over on the devil's territory where the devil could attack them. So God doesn't make anybody sick. He doesn't have sickness. He doesn't give sickness. We saw that in the last two episodes, Acts 10.38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. So Jesus is the will of God in action, and Jesus healed all. And we notice all that Jesus healed, the Bible says, were oppressed of the devil. So sickness is satanic oppression. Sickness doesn't come from God. Sickness doesn't come from heaven. Sickness comes from the devil. Now, the point we see here is this. God is telling Israel that he's their physician. God is telling Israel that if they will keep his word, if they'll pay attention to his commandments to them, that he won't permit sickness upon them because he's the Lord who heals them. Amen. 
Now, we know one thing about God. Malachi 3.6 says, I'm the Lord, I change not. So he doesn't change. If he was ever the healer, he's still the healer because he hasn't changed. He's the Lord that healeth thee. He's still the Lord that healeth thee. He's still the Lord, our physician. Hebrews 13.8 actually says, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forevermore. So God doesn't change. Jesus hasn't changed. And we know that, yes, covenants might have changed. We're not in the old covenant anymore. But 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 11 says the things that happened to Israel, they happened to them as examples, and they are written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the world are come. So Exodus 15, 26 is an example, and they are written, these things are written for us. Now, if God didn't want his servants under the old covenant, if he didn't want them sick, does he want his sons sick? He couldn't. He doesn't want his sons sick. If household servants, he wanted his household servants, uh, well, he certainly wants us, his sons and daughters today, to be well as well. And notice that there's a condition. What's the condition? They were to hacking diligently to the voice of the Lord. They were to do that which is right in his sight. They were to give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes. And God said once they did that, then he was going to see to it that they stayed well. Now we know that the uh, church is not under the Ten Commandments. In the New Covenant, we have a new commandment. John chapter 13, verse 34. The Bible says, A new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. The Bible says in verse 35, By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if ye have love one to another. Then in Romans chapter 13, Romans chapter 13, from verse 8 through to 10, the Bible sheds more light on that, on that commandment of love. It says, O no man anything, Romans 13, 8 to 10, O no man anything but to love one another. For he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law. For this, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness, thou shalt not covet. And if there be any other commandment, it is briefly comprehended in this saying, namely, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Love worketh no ill to his neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. So love is the fulfilling of the law. And that tells us that if we will simply walk in love under the new covenant, then that means we will have fulfilled the law. And as a result, we can claim what God's servants had access to under the old covenant as well. He said he will not permit sickness among them. He said he will not permit disease among them. That's what God said to his servants under the old covenant. Listen, we have a right to divine healing. We have a right to divine health under the new covenant. Praise God. Well, so Exodus 15, 26, we see it there. Then in the same book of Exodus, chapter 23, Exodus 23, verses 25 and 26, we see God speaking further to the children of Israel concerning healing, concerning health. He's, we see his provision for them in the Old Covenant. Exodus 23, verses 25 and 26. The Bible says, And ye shall serve the Lord your God, and he shall bless thy bread and thy water. And I will take sickness away from the midst of thee. It says, There shall nothing cast their young, nor be barren in thy land. 
the number of thy days I will fulfill. Now, God is telling them here that if they will serve him and uh, see to it they do his will, he will bless their food, their bread and their water, their food, and that he will take sickness away from the midst of them. So, Israel, the people, honor the old covenant, a covenant not nearly as good as ours. God said to them that he will take sickness away from the midst of them. Then he went ahead to say that there shall not, there shall nothing cast their young, no miscarriages, nor be barren, no barrenness in their land. He said the number of their days he will fulfill. So they could live their lives out without sickness and disease and just fall asleep. Amen. At a good old age, they could do that. And so many of them did. Why? Because it was in their covenant. It was in the old covenant. Now, we are in a new covenant, a better covenant established upon better promises. What makes a 1,000 naira note better than a 5 naira note? Because the 1,000 naira note contains the 5 naira note and many times over. What makes this new covenant better than the old? Because the new covenant contains everything the old covenant has and it has a whole lot more. So God said to Israel that he will not permit sickness in their midst. Listen, sickness and disease is not to be permitted in our midst either. God told them that he will fulfill the number of their days. He will fulfill the number of their days. Listen, long life is ours as well as new covenant believers. God's word says in Ephesians chapter 6 from verse 1 to 3, it says, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. It says, honor your father and your mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with you and that you may live long upon the earth. So God wants Israel, God wanted Israel to live long. Certainly he wants us, his sons and daughters, to live long as well, to live a long productive life on the earth. In First Peter chapter 3, from verse 10, the Bible says, For he that will love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips that they speak no guile. Amen. Verse 11 says, Let him eschew evil and do good. Let him seek peace and ensue it and pursue it. So God is telling us here, this First Peter chapter 3 is an epistle written to the church and it's telling us that we can have a good life. Listen, it is God's will for us to live long under the new covenant. Now in the old covenant, we read in Psalm 90 verse 10, where Moses was lamenting and he said, the number of our days are three score years and 10. That's 70 years. He said, and if by reason of strength, there be four score years, 80 years. He said, but they are soon cut off. Moses in Psalm 90 was actually lamenting that look, 70 or 80 years, look, and after 70 or 80 years, we're gone. So this is what I like to say. God has promised us a minimum of 70 or 80 years. Psalm 91 verse 16 actually went ahead to say that with long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. So for those who have set their hearts, set their love upon God, God said he will satisfy us with long life and he will show us his salvation. How long you live on the earth has more to do with you than you have imagined. You know, many times we've thought that, well, God has a set time for people to die. And when your time to die comes, you will die, you know? But that's not what the Bible teaches. The Bible says in Hebrews 9, 27, that it is appointed unto man once to die. 
And after that, the judgment, it doesn't say when to die. God doesn't have a set time for you to die. How long you live has a lot more to do with you, has a lot more to do with us than we have imagined. That's the truth. In Philippians chapter 1, we read where Paul the apostle was writing to the saints at Philippi from verse 21. He said, for to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Said, but if I live in the flesh, this is the fruit of my labor. Said, yet what I shall choose, I wot not. For I'm in a strait betwixt two, having a desire to depart and to be with Christ, which is far better. Nevertheless, to abide in the flesh is more needful for you. Verse 25, and having this confidence, I know that I shall abide and continue with you all for your furtherance and joy of faith. Notice that Paul said, what I shall choose, what I shall choose, it is our choice. Paul was saying, look, come to think of it, uh, I have two choices in front of me, whether to die now, go to be with the Lord, or whether to still stay here. He said, mm, if I stay here, then I'm still able to teach you guys at Philippi. Uh, okay, I make up my mind. Uh, this is my decision. I'm still going to stay. Amen. And that was exactly what he did. When Paul was ready to go, he said, I fought a good fight. I kept the faith. Uh, I finished my course. He said, the time of my departure is at hand. So Paul was ready to go. Listen, God wants us well. God wants us healthy. God wants us to live a long life on the earth. God said to Israel, who are his servants, under a covenant not nearly as good as ours, he told them that he would take sickness away from the midst of them. He told them that the number of their days he would fulfill. And we know that uh, the word of God tells us in Galatians chapter 3, verses 13 and 14, that Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on the tree. Verse 14 says that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Now, any blessing that the children of Israel had, it was because of their father Israel, because of their father Jacob. Any blessing that Jacob had, it was because of his father Isaac. Any blessing that Isaac had was because of his father Abraham. So, Exodus 15, 26, Exodus 23, 25, and 26 are all part of the blessing of Abraham. And the Bible says that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ. Listen, God wants us well. Besides, God's word tells us in 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and in verse 20 that all the promises of God in him are yes and in him amen to the glory of God by us. Any promise that God ever made finds its fulfillment and its expression in Jesus Christ. And under the new covenant, we are in Christ. So all those promises are ours. Every single promise, every single provision. You see, God's word says in Ephesians 1.3, that blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. 1 Corinthians 3.21 says, all things are yours. Romans 8.17 says that, and if ye be children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. Look, if there's any provision, any blessing that God has, it's ours in Christ Jesus. So Exodus 15.26 is ours. Exodus 23.25 and 26, also that portion of scriptures belongs to us. It belongs to the church today. So we see that God 
provided healing under the old covenant. In Deuteronomy chapter 7, Deuteronomy chapter 7, from verse 13 through to 15, the Bible says, and he will love thee and bless thee. This is God speaking to Israel and multiply thee. He will also bless the fruit of thy womb and the fruit of thy land, thy corn and thy wine and thine oil, the increase of thy kind and the flocks of thy sheep in the land which he swear unto thy fathers to give thee. Thou shalt be blessed above all people. See, God wanted his covenant people under the Old Testament. He wanted them to be blessed. He promised them they will be blessed above all people. Then he went ahead to also say, there shall not be male or female barren among you or among your cattle. And the Lord will take away from thee all sickness and will permit none of the evil diseases of Egypt, which thou knowest upon thee, but will permit them upon all them that hate thee. So you see, we see the same thing here. God is saying in Deuteronomy 7.15 that he will take away from them all sickness and he will permit none of the evil diseases of the world upon them. Child of God, this belongs to us today. This is part of the blessing of Abraham. If God wanted his servants under a covenant, not nearly as good as ours, to live their lives out without sickness, without disease, and at a good old age to just fall asleep, amen, uh, and die well, how much more us, his sons and his daughters. You see, healing is the will of God for us. God provided it under the old covenant. But not only that, he has also provided healing under the new covenant. It belongs to us. It's ours today. In Psalm 103, we read from verse 1 through to 5, where the psalmist was speaking under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost. And he said, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Now, what are these benefits? See, the benefit you forget is a blessing, is a, is a benefit you may not be able to enjoy. So we're told not to forget his benefits. And what are these benefits? It says, who forgiveth all thine iniquities? Who healeth all thy diseases? Who redeemeth thy life from destruction? Who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies? Who satisfies thy mouth with good things? So that thy youth is renewed like that of the eagles. See, the book of Psalms was actually Israel's prayer and song book. It was Israel's prayer and song book. And then you can see there that part of the benefits that God has provided to his people uh, included healing all their sicknesses, healing all their diseases. Now, is the forgiveness of sins still relevant today? Certainly it is. Listen, the healing of diseases is also still relevant today. He wants us well. Now, covenants might have changed. We're not in the old covenant anymore. Jesus fulfilled the old covenant and he set it aside. When he said on the cross, it is finished. That was when the old covenant was finished. Now, does that mean we shouldn't study the Old Testament? We ought to study the Old Testament. The Bible says in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 and 17, that all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto every good work. So all scripture is profitable today. Matthew 4, 4 says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. Yeah, we're not under the old covenant, but we can learn from the Old Testament. 
Romans 15 verse 4. The Bible says that the things that were written aforetime were written for our learning, so that we, through the patience and the comfort of the scriptures, might have hope. So, these passages of scripture are for our learning. We're to learn from them. Amen. Yes, Jesus fulfilled the old covenant when he said it is finished on the cross in John 19.30, and he set it aside, and he instituted the new covenant. Now, we are to live in the new covenant. We shouldn't try to live under the old covenant anymore. We are to live in the new covenant. However, we are also to learn from the old covenant. Now, the principles of the old covenant are still relevant today. The examples of the old covenant are still relevant today. The practices of the old covenant, however, are not relevant anymore. But you see, it was covenants that changed. God didn't change. In the old covenant, God was against sin. In the new covenant, he's still against sin. In the old covenant, God was a good God. In the new covenant, God is still a good God. In the old covenant, God was against sickness. In the new covenant, God is still against sickness. Because whereas the terms by which God related with man, the covenants had changed, God hasn't changed. And he's still the same healer he has always been. Now in Psalm 107, from verse 17 through to 20, the Bible says fools, talking about the children of Israel, how they disobeyed God. Fools, because of their transgression and because of their iniquities, are afflicted. It says their soul abhorred all manner of meats. They draw near to the gates of death. They cry unto the Lord in their trouble. It says he saved them out of their distresses. Verse 20 says he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. You see, the word he sent under the old covenant was spoken by the mouth of the prophets. The word he sent under the new covenant is the Lord Jesus Christ. Healing is ours today. God provided healing under the old covenant. He certainly did. But he has also provided healing under the new covenant. Well, we'll continue along this lane in the next episode. You don't want to miss it. Uh, it's been great being able to share God's word with you today. Enjoy the rest of your day. Praise the Lord. You've been listening to Remo Faith Radio, brought to you by the partners and friends of Remo Nigeria. We offer training in God's Word and in the things of the Spirit for victorious Christian living and success and fulfilling ministry. Go to RemaNigeria.com to find out more on how to become a student or partner of Rema Bible Training Center Nigeria. Please call 081-01-166836. The number again, 081-01-166836. Kenneth Higgins Rema Bible Training Center Nigeria is here just for you.